Selling a little or a lot? Shopify helps you do your thing however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage. All the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is there to help you grow. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 36% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Get a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash work. Shopify.com slash work. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. FM 104's Room 104 podcast with Cormac Moore and Sir Long. Good evening, Cormac and Sergio here on FM 104. Still to come, uh, are, we're going to be, you're going to be hearing from Alex, who's in a polyamorous relationship. She's in a relationship with more than one person and says it's perfectly fine, it's perfectly healthy, and she thinks more and more people should get involved in, in that kind of lifestyle. So there's more benefits than, than negatives to it. So she'll be on the way after 10, of, 10 o'clock this evening. But now myself and Saoirse have, uh, we finally decided to take on one of the challenges that was accepted uh, last week uh, here on the show. So let's just set the, the tone here a little bit. Oh, I love this. Yeah, let's just make sure we all... Uh... Yeah, yeah, I'm up Brooklyn. Great yeah, song, great song. So, on Friday, it's F104's Mind Your Noggin Day. You might have heard it. Uh, we're trying to raise as much money as possible for Ireland's leading mental health charity, which is Jigsaw. You might have heard of them. They work here in Dublin and all around the country, and uh, they need about a million and a half euro every single year just to stay open, just to provide the counselling services, the support services, uh, the information to young people all over the country. So... With every other charity, unfortunately, their fundraising has been kind of ground to a halt because they can't do anything at any events or do anything on the public. So uh, we decided to step in and do FM104's Mind Your Noggin on Friday. The whole station is going to be completely different. and There'll be guest interviews, surprise performances, loads and loads of stuff happening this Friday where you'll be able to donate as well. But myself and Saoirse have decided, based off a couple of suggestions that we got last week, we're going to do something slightly... Well, we're going to challenge each other to a race, but it's a race with a difference. Myself and Saoirse are going to be going head-to-head to see which one of us can make it to the top of the Empire State Building. Yes, that's exactly what we're going to do. So, under no other circumstances would I do this much exercise in a day, but for <laughs> such an amazing charity, I have no choice but to do it because, let's be honest, lockdown has caused a lot of people to feel very down, very depressed, and uh, it's well needed. So all funds, hopefully, we'll, we'll be able to bring up... Um, the, the money and yeah, give give back to what people need right now which is uh, mental health services so what are we going to do? We're going to be walking up and down stairs <laughs> in our homes Yeah so obviously we can't fly to New York at the moment but that's not going to stop us we're going to be climbing and having a race to the top of the Empire State Building so the Empire State Building is 102 floors uh, it is 1,860 steps from the street level right up to the very very top uh, floor that you're on so so uh, myself and Stacia for the entire day will be seeing who will be first to complete the 1,860 steps up their own stairs. So I have, there's about, I don't know, is it an average 10 or 12 uh, steps on my stairs here in the house? You have... I have 15 steps. 
I'm just doing them on my um, stairs. Right, so 1,860 divided by 15, you have to do 124 laps of your stairs. You have to go up them 124 times. Yeah. Um, and the question this evening is, who do you think is going to do it first? That's what I want to know. Now, obviously, we're doing it to raise funds for Jigsaw, but we can have a little friendly competition, a healthy competition with this as well. Uh, who's going to complete it first, myself or Saoirse? I think I'm going to do it first. I'm one of these weird people that if I put my mind to something, I'll do it. So I'll probably end up getting up really early and completing this probably before you're even awake. Oh, no, no, no. See, we have to start at the same time, Saoirse. Why do we have to start at the same time? Because that's how races work. You have to start at the bang on the exact same time. So we'll be starting this at the exact same time. And then seeing, can we get it in? Huh? Do we take a break at the same time? No, no, once we start, you can take a break whenever you want, but we'll be starting bang on at the exact same time on Friday morning. Um, and then we'll be seeing, can we complete it in the in the day before our show is on and before our show is over. So it's 1,860 steps to the top of the Empire State Building. And my okay, myself and I'm going to be going head to head. I don't know if I should give you this uh, tip, but I have a plan. Oh, what's your plan? Go on, what's your plan? So my plan is to have breakfast, lunch and dinner or like already made, pre-made, so I can have it at the top of the stairs and I'll just, you know, pick up the sandwich and walk up and down or pick up the bowl of cereal. But you might get a cramp, Sirshi. You might get a cramp. No, I'll be fine. And the yeah, cat litter yeah. box is at the top of the stairs. I'll just use that. I'm going to, you know, go carb loading all this week, have some pasta and have some pizza. Um, and then uh, we'll see how we go on Friday. So it's going to be, uh, it's going to be, it's going to be tough. It is going to be, tough. be very tough. I just wonder how long it's going to take. I definitely think it is doable, but I wonder who is going to... Uh, um, do you think you're going to win? I don't know. You see, when I get involved in these things, I do have a competitive a competitive side. I hate losing. Yeah, I don't like losing either. Look, it's going to be a close one, but um, we're going to be keeping you updated all throughout the day, though, once we start, so that you can see us actually sweat our you-know-what off. <laughs> yeah, so... Yeah, you're more than welcome to join us. If you want to come to the top of the fictional, fictitious Empire State Building with us, 1,860 steps will do uh, uh, this Friday in aid of Jigsaw for the Mind Your Noggin Day. If you want to help out, if you want to get involved, if you are fortunate enough to be in a position to donate, you can do so right now as well. fm104.ie forward slash donate. All the details are there. Thank you very much if you can. Um, we really, really do appreciate it. But that is happening this Friday. And myself and Saoirse will be going head-to-head trying to make it to the top of the Empire State Building. I'm very excited, but you know what? Uh, <laughs> the other thing I worry about is starting off too eager and not pacing myself. And then, you know what, it comes to like the, the 50th floor and the 60th floor and your hips aren't working, your calves have cramped up and you're just in bits. Well, what I'm worried about is falling down the stairs. Cause I've done that also, another issue I did not consider, yeah. Yeah, so I think I'm going to have to just make sure that I'm holding onto the side and, uh, you know, acting my age. 47. <laughs> yeah, this is going to do it on one of those Estyra stairs. Actually, she's going to sit <laughs> on the side and press a little button in a seat that goes... <laughs> I'll just keep going up and down all day long. No, I will. I <laughs> yes. promise to do it properly and um, I think I'll probably win. Just uh, Right. It, yeah, interesting. Listen, you'll be able to check in and make sure we're doing it right on... Uh, Instagram Live and things like that. We won't be won't be taking the piss here nowadays. We'll actually be doing it. So that's happening this Friday. There's loads of other stuff happening throughout the day on the station as well. It'll be completely different. It'll be changed up. As we mentioned, there'll be surprise performances, surprise guests, huge celebrity guests that'll be coming on the station. All 
excuse me, to support Jigsaw and the work that they're doing. <coughs> I think my body is telling me to stop doing this. Any talk of fitness, and I'm just starting to splutter. So I'm literally still <laughs> just sitting down. It's like, comic, don't do it. You don't know what you're at. Right, uh, on the way Friday again, fm forward slash donate if you want to get involved. If you can make a donation, happy days. FM 104's Room 104 podcast with Cormac Moore and Sir Shalon. It's Cormac and Saoirse here on FM 104. It's still to come before 11 o'clock on the show this evening. You're going to hear from a man who set up a business sending cardboard cutouts of willies anonymously to anyone in the world. So if you think someone's a little bit of a, <clears throat> you know what, a little bit of a Richard, uh, you can send them an anon- a cardboard, a large cardboard cutout of one with a little message on it. Or you can just send it to your friends for the crack. Anyway, next though, what do you think about polyamorous relationships? And that's when you're in a relationship with more than one person. Is it the dream? You can have sleep with m- numerous people, no strings attached, or is it a, you know, a bit of a, a logistical nightmare? Alex Sanson, she's going to be on the line. She is in a polyamorous relationship herself. She explains how she got into it, and she'll be telling you about what the benefits are and why more people should maybe consider it, why it can be just as healthy as a monogamous relationship. She is on the way next here on FM 104. <laughs> FM 104's Room 104 podcast with Cormac Moore and Sir Long. Cormac and Saoirse here and one of the things we love doing here on this show is chatting to people who are doing things I would imagine slightly differently and this next person I'm going to say it, it's not necessarily slightly differently it's probably hugely different to what most people are used to when it comes to uh, relationships she has turned her back on monogamy as what a lot of young people are doing they're not really uh, happy with one person and maybe if you're stuck in quarantine you might be able to see why you're like he's just doing my tits in at the moment but uh, to chat with us a little bit more about their lifestyle and their polyamorous lifestyle Alex Sanson's on the line Alex how are you you. I'm very good, thank you. How are you doing? Good and intrigued and very curious <laughs> because, you know, I've seen the odd documentary on this stuff, but for the, the layperson who's never heard of polyamory or po- polyamorous relationship, it's a difficult word to say, but what, what does exactly does it mean? Uh, sure, well, that's a really good question and it means a lot of different things to different people that identify as polyamorous. To me, it means that I have multiple, you know, really important partnerships in my life, um, or I can do if I choose, just in the way that I would have maybe more than one best friend i can have more than one sort of uh, romantic partner okay so at the moment how many romantic partners would you have i have only one serious partner at the moment and then a couple of other sort of less intense relationships both totally fine you know going off with other people and then coming back to that main relationship yeah sure so my my partner actually has another partner who is you know extremely significant in their life and and they were together actually when i met my partner and yeah i'm very happy with that cool i mean um so many questions are you know we could probably spend hours and hours digging through this but when were you first made aware of the possibility that you could have go against social norms and have more than one significant other in your life that's a good question so i first started sort of thinking about it when i discovered that my my cousin actually was in a non-monogamous relationship and very successfully and with his husband and they had been uh, non-monogamous for several years by the time i found out about it so that started me thinking about it and like oh well they seem to be really happy and have this really successful partnership and what are they doing, how are they making it work and so I, I spoke a lot to my cousin about it which was hugely enlightening and then I started thinking about how it could work in my own relationship and sort of it kind of went from there and I moved very gradually it, you know, it could never be, for me at least it, and it could never be like an overnight switch to like, okay, tomorrow I'm going to be polyamorous but, you know, really gradually exploring how it can work for you as an individual and then if you have a partner at that time then what does that mean for them and, you know, will your 
course, the ways that you're going to negotiate that align, just as you would negotiate any any change in a relationship, I guess. I always just find that I like the idea of it, and I kind of think that sometimes we do suppress our feelings for other people. You know, you kind of wonder, oh, what wonder what it'd be like to be with that person or this person, mm. and because you love the person that you're with at the time, you tend to think, oh, you're that's that they're terrible thoughts. You shouldn't think like that. But it's jealousy that will get me. Sure, a lot of people say that. I think jealousy. Well, obviously, jealousy occurs in monogamous relationships anyway. It's definitely not a, a way of avoiding jealousy as an emotion, you know, by being monogamous. But I think what it encourages me, and I know, you know, some of my friends who are also poly to do is really examine why am I jealous about this person or about this activity and, like, look at myself and think, okay, what element of this is making me feel threatened? Do I think the other person is going to be better in some way? Or do I feel like, you know, maybe it's actually highlighting an area of weakness in that relationship that I have with that person. And that's something that we can work on. And I think it's actually a really interesting way of finding those areas in a relationship that yeah. are maybe not as strong because it throws them into relief. And you're, and then you are put in a position where you, you have this opportunity to examine that, which maybe you wouldn't have as readily if you were monogamous or as quickly identified those areas that you can work on. What is then the main difference between your, as you mentioned, you have one, let's say, significant serious partner and other non not so significant people that you're in relationships with. What is the difference between the significant and not so significant people you're involved with? Uh, sure. Well, I don't know that that's necessarily like a really conscious choice, but, you know, I suppose in a way relationships, different kinds of relationships develop at their own speed and in their own way. I mean, the sort of main relationship that I'm referring to is the person that I'm locked down with, which <laughs> has been lovely and we were actually not living together before and now we are and it's actually working really, really well for us. And then the other people that I mentioned are, you know, well, prior to obviously I haven't seen them in quite a while, which is really sad, mm. but people that I would see, you know, maybe every, you know, at least every month, I would say, and our relationship was like, I would say it's a difference of intent. So for this relationship, the serious one that I'm in, I have like intent for future plans. We've discussed what our future is going to look like together and things like that. And then with my other partners, although, you know, there's no, ne- there's not necessarily like, oh, we're going to break it off at any point, but um, it's a bit more free flowing for me. Right. And, you know, it's what feels right in the moment. Funny, I did actually come across a study that said people that are in polyamorous relationships are just as happy and just as content as those who are just with the one person. But what sure. would you say for anyone that might think like that couldn't work? That it wouldn't work? Well, I mean, maybe it wouldn't work for everyone. And um, this is just, uh, I guess I'm not here to sell it. I just, um, it works for me. And I think that's one important thing. But I think to say that it wouldn't work, it's just important. If you choose monogamy, I think it's really important that it is an active choice that you think about the alternative as a serious possibility. Because then at least you can say that you've thought about it and put yourself in that position in your mind. Being consciously monogamous rather than just like, you know, you, you get a boyfriend or a girlfriend and then you get engaged and you get married and you have children and you kind of fall onto this um, escalator of society's like, expectations of where your relationship should go. Yeah. That you at least just try to be really conscious of those decisions you're making and the reasons that you're making them and that it's for you and your partner and or partners and not for anyone else or satisfying other people's expectations. Because I always kind of wonder that biologically are we really meant to be with the one person for the rest of our lives? Do you know that kind of way? <laughs> that, like Maybe that's why people cheat. Sure. I mean, from a biological standpoint, I'm not really in a position to answer. I would say people who cheat do it for a whole myriad of reasons. And probably it's probably not that, you know, just purely biological because some people are just deceitful. But for sure, I mean, people can cheat and be polyamorous. So for me, that would be, you know, if my partner, you know, had sex with someone else that day and didn't tell me about it, that would that would be akin to cheating. So it's important to me that I understand what's going on for my partner in their 
out of the relationships and if they are seeing someone new that I kind of know about that. But that's not the case for all poly relationships and I think it makes us kind of look inside and say, what are our boundaries? What level of information do I personally require from this relationship to feel safe and satisfied? So, I don't know if that's an answer to your question. Sorry. Yeah, 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 nice. just, just to follow up on that, so you would have a, a different, so there is a difference between, let's say, your poly relationship and an open relationship because you guys wouldn't accept that if he went out drinking with the lads one night and just hooked up with some random person and never told you about it that's not cool As in, you, are you both agreeing that if you're going to see someone new that you're completely upfront about and one night stands are kind of off the table um, not that they're off the table but that you know when we next see that person let's put it so I'm the person going out and, yeah. and having a one night stand hypothetically I would probably before I went out if I thought that that was something that might happen or that I felt like doing then I would probably tell my partner and I would say just to let you know I'm going to this particular place tonight um, and I might do that with someone I don't know we'll see what happens and then if it did happen then I would also tell them you know oh yeah we we hooked up or you know I got their number or whatever So is it more a case of letting them know or would you be in a position where you say no I'm not happy with that I don't want you to go near that person uh, or this person Not in our relationship um, I don't think either of us is keen to put you know say no you can't be that person I mean I don't know maybe if they got with my ex <laughs> I would be well <laughs> upset but um, apart you know apart from very extreme examples um, I can't imagine either of us would say no to a particular person but I think it's just about just knowing and knowing what that person's been up to and it's also a way yeah. of you know managing our sexual health as well um, and yeah and just the state of our, our relationship For you then in this polyamorous relationship what have you found is the best thing about it? Ooh, I like that question I think for me uh, it helped me to prioritise my needs and to look at myself and think what of my needs that I have what do I satisfy myself and what do I kind of like a partner to be able to satisfy and kind of examining that and also actually it's helped me to see that what I found when I was monogamous in the past is that there's an awful lot of pressure on one partner to be all and everything for the other partner that therapists you know sort of emotional support in all kinds of ways physical support you know cook I don't know laundry person um, and <laughs> my poly relationships actually you know if I know that one of my partners has been having a real hard time lately and I've got a problem of my own I don't have to take it to that partner I can take it to someone else who is maybe less emotionally bogged down in their own stuff and has time for it and space for it yeah. so there's a lot of like mutual supporting um, sort of across different partners, partners and I think that's a really useful really useful thing but also just the um, sort of personal introspection that I've gained by being poly really you know made, helping me to understand my needs but also my fears and my insecurities, you know, as we spoke about before with jealousy, being able to link that jealousy back to like, oh, maybe it's because I feel like I'm not good enough at this. And is that true? Or actually, no, I am perfectly good at, you know, making lasagna. I don't have to be threatened by the other person's pasta skills. I think I think those are my, my benefits, that, my biggest benefits that I see. Yeah, and then I suppose on the flip side of that, what have you found most challenging? Is is it the, just the jealousy or are there other things you found? Like, is it difficult to manage having multiple partners on a you know daily or weekly or <laughs> monthly basis? I mean, on a logistical basis, yeah, it's, it's tricky for sure. But I would say for me, the biggest challenge that I've faced, which um, was a 
big challenge because I didn't actually anticipate it was not feeling jealous myself, but being the object of someone else's jealousy, which I had never anticipated. Like, I'd really thought about, oh, I might feel jealous, da da da, this is what I might feel jealous about. And I thought about it for me feeling upset, you know, seeing my partner with someone else. But actually, you know, it came about last year that someone else felt jealous of my relationship, you know, felt jealous, yeah. jealous of me. And I felt so terrible that I had been, like, caused someone to feel their pain of jealousy, you know, in my joy with our shared partner and you know that was actually the hardest thing that I've come across so far is trying to reconcile the fact that I've somehow you know been part of contributing to someone else's jealousy. I mean I don't see anything wrong with this relationship I kind of wish I had multiple partners myself I wish I could find maybe three boyfriends. I'm struggling to find one Saoirse now come on. Yeah that's the thing I'm struggling to find a one first but um, like you said you can't expect one person to be good at everything. I mean Cormac is a lovely person he's very funny but he can't uh, hang up a picture so you know to have someone that can cook and then clean and hang up things and, and then also be a good listener. You know, you do need someone for everything. You do. Yeah. You have a good network of support people with, uh, you know, a, a polyamorous setup. Uh, final question, cheers for um, speaking to us this evening, but it, do you think you'll be able to maintain a polyamorous lifestyle like 10, 20, 30 years in the future and, and have a family and raise kids with all that going? Do you think that's feasible? I don't why not? I know other people who've been polyamorous for a long time and I know people who are parenting whilst being polyamorous and I think it definitely changes just as like having kids changes everything else in your life so I'm sure it would not you know have the exact same dynamic and variety that it might before you have children. I don't think it would be impossible and it kind of is it's an important part of my identity now and also you know for my partner as well but who knows you know that, that's the other thing is also just recognizing that your needs at different points in your life do change and fluctuate so it's just important to stay in touch with that. See what happens, I guess. Yeah, Alex Hansen, right. thank you so much for speaking to us here on F104. Thanks very much. Take care. Will do. Let us know what you make of that. Would you be up for a polyamorous relationship? Do you think they can actually work? 87 And uh... FM 104's Room 104 podcast with Cormac Moore and Sir Long. Cormac and Sisha here on uh, FM 104. We were just chatting to Alex Sanson there. Now, Alex is in, uh, in no, not an open relationship. She's in a polyamorous relationship. She's in romantic relationships with a number of people. Uh, we were chatting to her there about the kind of pros and cons of the lifestyle, how she got into it, what are uh, some of the good things about it, what does she like about it, what are the best things about it. Let us know your thoughts on it. Would um, polyamory, polyamorous relationships, would it be something that you would be up for either trying, or do you think it could work, or is it just... I don't know. Young people wanting to have sex with loads of others. Let us know your thoughts on it. 87 9704 uh, i got a tweet in here. It's F104's account. Um, uh, Lily just said, uh, most of the time it's heartbreaking for at least one of the people involved. That's what I mean. I think you'd have to be kind of detached to be in that type of relationship. Now, I don't know. I have never been in a polyamorous relationship before, but I, I think... It's hard to love more than one person at the same time, isn't it? I always, yeah, wonder about that. Either if you're in a po- like an open relationship or a polyamorous relationship, either you're both either the most comfortable, confident, together people in the world, or you're the exact opposite. Yeah, <laughs> there's no in between. There can't be an in between. Oh, I don't know. And a story. This person will obviously remain remain anonymous, but I'll just say. A friend of a friend, right? Mm. Um, going out with a guy for quite a long time, and they obviously wanted to try to mix things up. So they went to uh, they went to Germany to one of those like underground sex clubs that they have over there, right? Mm. 
yeah. Where people are just, you know, go, losing their mind and just at each other and just people having sex literally in nightclubs left, right and centre. And they're, they're kind of fairly big over on the continent where they've no morals, right? So her and her boyfriend went over and it was the boyfriend's idea and suggestion and he really wanted to do it. And he wound up, and this is an Irish couple, you know, from Dublin, and um, he wound up, you know, having sex with another girl in the nightclub while she watched and she didn't do anything at all. Oh, Oh, that's really strange. It, it is, but you kind of in that situation, you'd kind of think she's just doing it to try and keep him happy, and she's not really up for that at all. Yeah, I mean, what's she getting out of watching him with somebody else? Well, it must be really horrible for her, though. She's just there going, "Yeah, do what you want, honey." But I imagine she's really, really not happy with that. Scenario. I'm sure, he's fine. I'm sure he's he's loving life in that moment, but yeah. I don't but know. The other way around, you wouldn't like it. If you were doing nothing and you were watching your your fiance with somebody else, can I come like, to? Hang no. On a second. Yeah, no, strange. sorry. Yeah, either that or she was hoping that um, you know, she wanted to break up with him and she was hoping he could move on quicker. So she's like, "Why don't we go here and you have sex with somebody and I'll watch?" <laughs> yeah. And then she could say he cheated on her, and then she could leave. <laughs> yeah. So they did. So I wonder if uh, a lot of uh, many people do that, right? Uh, who has said this as well? Uh, Inky on uh, Twitter has said, "Exhausting, I'd imagine. Even one can be a bit much." Which is fair enough. Yeah. Yeah. I, I like. I mean, the thoughts of it. Entertaining three men. Men are stressful. You are stressful. Let's be honest. Um. I mean, equally so. So are women. I, I would struggle with, because the one thing I've learned is that, you know, women are never really direct with what they want or what they want from you as well. They just plant little seeds and then you have to figure out the mystery all on your own. So imagine having to do that with two or three other women where they're giving you just little bits of information and expect you, you know, they expect to be mind read. You know, so it's doing that with three other people. Sometimes men can't make any decision. <laughs> and you're just plodding along. Imagine three yeah. men plodding along. No. <laughs> But I don't know, maybe you'd have a mix. Maybe one would be super decisive and the other one wouldn't be. I just imagine in that situation that it sounds... I've always imagined, maybe this is incorrect now, that lads would love a polyamorous relationship because they've got, um, I'd I'd argue, maybe stronger sexual urges than women sometimes um, uh, and that they think it would be absolutely great. But as this one said, uh, probably heartbreaking for one of the people, usually probably the woman who's involved because she just, yeah, no, it's fine when really she's not fine. Yeah, I mean, if you were given the choice, would you do it? Here's the thing, right? If I was given the choice and my other half said, yeah, no, no, go ahead, it's fine, I'd know she wasn't being serious. Okay, what if she got involved first? Would you get I involved? still would think you? she'd be doing it and then she wouldn't be 100% happy with it and it would just be a ruse. It would be a trap that she would go ahead with it. She'd, she'd be involved with this mad, weird German sex party orgy and then I'd get in and just touch a boob and then that would be it, over. That would be it, you're done. Yeah. Yeah. It was a test! I was like, you just, my God. I, you used to always hear that whole thing where it was like, it was a fantasy for a man to get with two women at the same time, but it's only a fantasy. I wouldn't want to do that in real life. But would you though? If you're giving yeah, you see it, it looks all lovely, but then, I mean, there's very little room at the best of times on the bed. And if there's two other people there, you, you'd need, like, training. You need to be choreographed. It's like, where do you go? And then someone will be getting a knee in the face and an elbow in the bum. And you'll be like, this, yeah. lads, this isn't working out. Yeah, I'm going down for a coffee. As, yeah, as you would think. Yeah, it's just not for me. I'd never be interested. Never. No. Although, look, each to their own. And I'd say it is more common than we think. 
This Mother's Day, celebrate the extraordinary women in your life with a heartfelt gift from Blue Nile. Whether it's for your mom, a mother figure, or yourself as a mom, find that perfect piece to express your love and appreciation. Explore Blue Nile's exquisite pearls and mesmerizing gemstones that she's sure to love. Enjoy fast shipping options like guaranteed free shipping and returns. Make this Mother's Day unforgettable with a piece from Blue Nile. Right now, get up to 50% off at BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Yeah, I, no, I definitely say it is. Uh, who, who's this? This is a good text now here we got in from Emma. What's the story, Emma? How are you this evening? How's your Monday going? Are you okay? Let us know. Uh, no, she goes, it can't work regardless of what they say. You're going to have a favorite. <laughs> uh yeah. But like like um, Alex was saying, she had a main partner. So you have your main kind of relationship and then you have your bits on the side. And it, it, I suppose it's slightly different to swinging. Remember, we chatted to a couple who are big into the whole swinging community, Carol and David Hunt. Go look at them. They, they interviewed them twice and they're up on the podcast. Fascinating lifestyle. That's like a one-off. They're not really in relationships. They just meet up for physical pleasure with another half. But being polyamorous is you're having like a kind of relationship with people. Yeah, that's the weird thing. And I know also she spoke about, you know, when I was talking about jealousy, that would you not feel jealous? And she was kind of talking about what they might be able to bring to the table. But let's be honest, you're always going to find something more interesting in someone else when you're with someone a long time. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, because the novelty's worn off and you kind of think, oh, no, this is great. And then you're like, oh... Yeah, then you're like, oh, yeah. actually, they're really intelligent or they can sing or, you know, it could be anything. So you should really be threatened, <laughs> in my opinion. Yeah. I don't know. I just wouldn't be, I wouldn't be up for it at all. Yeah, do you think, listen, do you think polyamorous relationships can work? Would they work in our good Catholic country? I hope to God not. First of all, normal people on the TV, and now you're on Alex with her, with her, her multiple lads that she's having fun with. My God, where have our, where have our spiritual morals gone? They've gone out of this country. Now listen, let us know, is it something that you think might actually work for some people? Would it work for you? Could you see yourself being happy with multiple boyfriends or multiple girlfriends? Let us know. 87 um, uh, Mary said, uh, guys, this polyamorous thing, um, the first time I heard what it was, I thought it was the name of a flower. <laughs> oh, Mary, that's cute. You know like so uh, the flower, like polyanthus, is that a flower? I, I don't yeah, know. Yeah, something like that. I know, it is crazy though. Like, I don't know anyone in a polyamorous relationship personally, do you? Um, No. Like, 
it's not the norm here in Ireland anyway. I know a guy who was in a relationship with a girl and when they first started dating, like he, he, he liked to travel a lot and would sit her down and kind of go, when I'm traveling, I'm going to be with other women and you're just going to have to be okay with that. I just don't get it. Yeah. I just don't get people like that. I don't understand how you can be that detached. That you can be with someone. Just be single, no? Be single and go... But you need someone to do your washing for you, seriously. That's the thing. Oh, true, actually, yeah. Cook, cook your dinner. Yeah, I do need that. Badly, actually. Yeah, maybe. Maybe that makes yeah. sense. I don't know. They obviously have different qualities that they bring to the table. Or the bedroom or... <laughs> Uh, yeah, uh, yeah. I, d- I don't think long term it could work, and I think I think um, I think Louis Thoreau has got a great documentary on polyamory. I think he lived with a kind of couple of couple of couples who were two or three of them living together, sleeping in the same bed, and they have got these in- insanely complicated ca- you know calendar systems where someone is spending twenty minutes here and twenty minutes there, and they're all trying to um, they're all trying to you know figure out who's who, <laughs> who's doing who and who's doing what. And let me see, uh, Louis Thoreau polyamory let me see what the episode is once you start having kids or that kind of thing that's when it gets really strange then you'd feel like you've just got like an intruder in your house yeah I'd wonder what it is with that I remember when we were chatting to the uh, Carol and David Hunt the swingers um, I remember reading up something on it afterwards and one of the main couples back in the 60s the swinging 60s where all this kind of kicked off and they were big 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 proponents of swinging saying that you know you don't have to spend your life just with one person and you can swing and you can have other partners and it's all fine they were huge promoters of that lifestyle and then years later they completely changed their stance on it like 20 or 30 years down the line after everything they'd seen in the swinging community when people were you know having open relationships and sleeping with other people uh, and they kind of said that you know it may not be all it's cracked up to be because they saw like you said the massive amount of jealousy the people who left others so the, you know they left their partners yeah. for the people they were sleeping with and it caused so much so much anxiety and stress and a breakdown of you know families and stuff like that that they said it, it may not actually be as good as what we thought it was maybe fine when you're in your maybe you know early 20s and just go nuts but I don't know if you could start a family with uh, mommy's yeah. special friends coming over okay that's not or, weird or living in the spare room <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, I don't know I can't get on board with it I just find it I just find it unusual yeah each to their own listen if it works for you happy days but let us know if you'd be if, you, if you'd be up for, for trying it out what your thoughts are on it Keith good evening uh, one woman is more than enough for any man truer words have never been spoken Keith <laughs> same with the other way around oh my god well you just have to feed us and we're fine complicated. Oh, stop, we're not complicated we're advice. simple feed us feed us and moderate we're fine well I can't feed anyone I can't feed even there you go this is your problem this is your problem Okay, well, listen, um, you can send us in your thoughts on that for the rest of the show. We'll try and go back to a few more before um, we wrap up this evening. Moving on, uh, shipadick.com. You may or may not have heard of this, but <laughs> they will anonymously, on your behalf, send somebody, well, who you choose, send, send them a uh, cardboard cutout of a big willy because maybe you think they're a little bit of a, you know, a little bit of a Richard, maybe you think. Uh, maybe you just want to take the piss out of them a little bit. But uh, shipadick.com will be catching up with the founder of that website in a little bit later on. They've got the Paddy's Day one. They've got COVID-19 themed cardboard cutouts of wheelies as well. So we're having a chat about how in the name of God that website started. Are they still running during COVID-19? And um, what are some of the products that they have on offer? Next, though, uh, what are some of the stranger things you've found yourself doing 
when you're on your own. Now, there's one thing about being on your own uh, when we were in normal times and everyone was working. Now you're probably spending a little bit more time by yourself, whether that's going out for a run or, or just at home in general. Have you caught yourself doing anything weird? What's the, some of the weird, strange, odd things that you catch yourself doing when you're at home on your own that maybe not a lot of people know about? Listen, it can be something from... Maybe you're singing to yourself. Maybe you're having conversations out loud. Let us know what you're doing on your own, locked away in isolation. That might be a little bit odd. Share with the class here this evening. Let us know what it is. 87 We'll be talking about that next here on FM 104. FM 104's Room 104 podcast with Cormac Moore and Sir Long. Another quick reminder, uh, Friday it's Mind Your Noggin Day here on FM 104 so we are raising as much money as possible for Jigsaw, they're Ireland's leading mental health charity so they're, they're looking after people in Dublin and all over the country providing amazing support services and as, as you're probably well aware of you know that the need for those services has gone up with the situation that we're in at the moment. They need about a million and a half every single year to try and just function and their fundraising has been completely destroyed and smashed like everyone else's so they're going to be our uh, our charity partner this Friday will be doing a completely different day on air on FM 104 and a lot of stuff online. There'll be surprise guests, celebrity appearances and performances. It's going to be a huge amount of fun as well. And if you can uh, donate anything uh, from, you know, anything at all, if you can donate, head on over to f104.ie forward slash donate uh, and you'll help us replace some of that money that they won't be able to function. Myself and Saoirse have decided to climb the Empire State Building uh, from our own houses here. So we're going head-to-head and we will be racing each other to see who can make it up the 1,860 steps first. So Saoirse will be doing it on her apartment stairs. I'll be doing it in the stairs here um, in the house as well. So it's going to take a couple of hours, but fingers crossed we'll be able to do it but if you can do uh, anything at all to donate and contribute to uh, the Jigsaw charity that is looking after a hell of a lot of uh, uh, students and young people all over the country fm104.ie forward slash donate and of course it would be uh, innocent very much appreciated if you can't spare anything at all still to come on the show uh, we'll be chatting to someone who sends rude cardboard cutouts to people maybe you don't like them you can send them anonymously maybe you can just do it to kind of um take the yeah. <laughs> take the mix for want of, exactly. uh, take it for for want of a better word but now we want to know um, while you've been on lockdown and what while you've been sitting around the house maybe you're working from home maybe you're living uh, alone at the moment and you're driving yourself demented what strange things have you caught yourself doing when no one else is around well obviously no one is around me anyway cuz i live oh yeah there. you must do really weird stuff I do, I do really weird stuff. I do weird stuff. Can I ask you, can I ask you actually, can I ask you a few things that I, might, I think you might do? Yeah, go for and it. Will, be, will you be honest now if, if you do I, these or not? I promise I am so honest. Like that's why I do live on my own because I'm brutally honest and no one would want to live with me. <laughs> yeah, so, so listen, let us know the weirdest things you, you find yourself doing on your own when you're around the, around the house. Oh, it's seven six seven nine seven one zero four. It can be something as small as uh, I don't know, maybe singing to yourself. But let us know. Do you do you dance when you're on your own a lot? Oh, I dance all the time. I danced actually more when um, lockdown was not around. So oh. especially on nights out, like if I was going on a night out, say our Christmas party or a big night like that, and you're dressed up and you got your makeup on, I whip on like. One of my favourite songs. I don't know, it could be anything. It could be uh, something from the 90s or else it could be a recent song and I will start breaking it down dancing. Like, <laughs> like I mean, full routine? Like, like you, It won't be like a little routine. shuffle. You'll be like... No, I'd be on the bed and I'd be slut dropping and yeah, giving it 100%. Oh, I like Cause that. Because you don't want to do it unless you're looking your best. 
You should be putting these up on TikTok. This is what TikTok's all about, sir. She'd be TikTok famous in two minutes. See, sometimes I forget to pull across the curtains and then I remember (laughs) and I'm like, oh God, and then I pull them across and then I keep going. Yeah. Oh, they could last 40 minutes doing a proper workout. Mm. You know, so yeah, I do that anyway. But I've started to do something that is disgusting. And I really don't feel I should say this to you and you're going to be horrified and you'll probably tell me to stop and turn down my mic and stuff but um right, let me just get ready let me get my, the mouse over your mic fader just in case we need to have an emergency shut off stuff that I wouldn't really take much care of in general would be my feet I don't really notice my feet I don't really care about my feet I don't sit there moisturising them or doing any of that stuff but of course when you're bored you start wanting to paint your toenails so what I keep doing now is obviously I cut my toenails and then I forget where the, the clippings have gone. That's not the bad part though. Oh. I do notice, no, you know those things that you can get, like it's like a toothpick. Yeah. And I go under the nail and take all the black dirt from like way under the nail out and I smell wow. it. Wow. Are you what? And, I, and then I smell it. Oh, I'm getting sick of my mouth. That's horrific. Yeah, I know. It's so grim. That's what I've been doing. Because you have the time. It takes ages to do all of your toes. Do you know what I mean? So, that's a bit um, weird. Um, Polly has got... Polly's after what's happening, something similar. <laughs> Similarly disgusting. Polly, wow. Uh, he says when he's at home alone, he will, you know, fart, try and catch his farts and then smell them. Yeah, I've done that too. Um, <laughs> or your belly button crust. Do you ever try and get that out? No. I know, I do shower every day though. I do. Yeah, I'll take it out in the shower and have a look at it and go, wow, that's, that's impressive. No, no one does that. No one wants to do anything when they're clean. Uh, I imagine sometimes I'll, I'll give like, uh, I'll be talking out loud, either thinking out loud or like imagining I'm giving like some sort of TED talk oh, on something yeah. I know nothing about at all. Yeah. And you don't record it as a, as a funny video? No, 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 I'd I just be that. That'll be the other thing. You know, a few people have sent this in as well. Um, Jacinta has said, when I'm alone, I'll give out to myself. But see, I'll do that as well. That's a good one. But also, you know, do you ever have fake arguments with other people? Imaginary arguments that you have out loud, you know, just so you're preparing yourself for when they come at you. Do you know what? No, and I don't argue with myself either. I'd never, I'd never put myself down. I'm very good to myself. I'd never give out to myself and say, oh... Ah, you're not Irish then... No, I'm not. I am, but I'm not. No, I'd rather be dancing. <laughs> going around. <laughs> just going around, happy as Larry. I can just imagine your house, you know, so she's there on her own, and as there's no one around, she's like, will I hate myself and give out all the time? No, let's dance. Look, I'm just happy that my cat cannot talk. That's all I'm happy about, because the things she tell you, oh God, she's seen it all. Yeah, let us know. Listen, the strangest things you're, you're, you do when you're on your own, when no one's looking and you're there on your own, um, what do you wind up? What do you wind up doing? Oh, eight seven six seven nine seven one zero four. Sometimes what happens to me, right? If I'm on my own and just about to wake up in the morning, right? I don't know if anyone else does this. Sometimes I will imagine I hear the doorbell ringing. Oh, that's weird. But no one, the, the, like the doorbell, the sound of an imaginary doorbell will wake me up. Like, oh my god, and there'll be no one at the door, and the doorbell will not have rang. That is very strange. Now, another thing that I do, again, I'm vile, okay? And I'm just going to put this out there. What I've started to do now is I didn't realise that, you know, when your shoes smell like feet? Yeah? You know, your shoes or your runners smell like feet. and They smell disgusting. Well, I started putting tea bags into my shoes. 
and it gets rid of the smell. So you keep them in overnight and then your shoes start smelling lovely again. Are, are they used tea bags or are they... No, they're just normal Barry's tea bags. I'm sorry, And they're, they're, you haven't wet them around. They're just straight out no. of the packet. They're fresh, straight, new. Straight out of the packet. You throw them in your shoe, leave them overnight, and then the next day they smell neutral. It's a good tip. There you go. Now, good home wash one. Uh, this is an, another filthy one. We're getting a lot of filth this evening, 20 to 11 of a Monday evening. My God, Mark, what's the story? He says, when I'm at home alone, I can finally watch porn out loud on my phone. <laughs> Come Fair on. Yeah. Are we not doing anything more creative or different or weird? Oh, wait, seven six seven nine seven one zero four. Let me see. Mm, mm, I say my oh. list goes on and on. See, most people are doing disgusting things because people try their hardest to be respectable in front of people. You know, we all have the dark secrets what we do in our own time, and I just tell everyone mine. Yeah, I say, I'll bury the bodies under the patio out the back. It's generally how I spend most of my day. Um, Dermot has said, I sing made-up songs with lots of expletives and sing it out loud. And I insult myself if I'm pissed off. Yeah, if I do something stupid I, out loud, you just can I just be like, you're effing... Do you? See, I don't. I think yeah. I need a bit of that. Yeah. You know, I don't have any um, self-criticism. Oh, you got to get a bit more. You bring that confidence level back down. You need to hammer in some issues now and it's just hate yourself. Confidence levels. It's just I couldn't be arsed. I don't like. I don't <laughs> care enough. If I did something silly or stupid, I don't care enough to correct myself. I just not on. a bad, not a bad way to be. Very zen, very uh, holistic of you. Yeah, I would. I would say I'm quite a zen person without trying. Yeah. I say, I'd say Tara Murray sings a lot. Oh, she sings so much. I know that for a fact, and she can sing. She's a very good singer. Very good singer. Uh, uh, uh. Oh, I say she imagines. You think she like grabs a, a hairbrush in front of the mirror and imagines she's on stage somewhere giving it socks? Yeah, I wouldn't put a past her. Or with a responsible bottle of wine. Who knows? <laughs> I'll, I'll I sometimes know as well... Yeah. I sometimes like air guitar as well if no one's around so bang on, bang on a bit of like really loud rock music with an epic solo in it and just air, air guitar around as if you're on stage in Crow Park and there's 80,000 people screaming at you oh yeah. yeah yeah I've done that before but I've done that in front of somebody who end up videoing it and posting it online <laughs> oh god I keep Some pulling filthy. my hair out as well I, I don't know if that's um You'd probably do that in front of people as well. Is that not like a, like a nervously twitch thing? Yeah, maybe it is. Maybe it is, yeah. <laughs> and I've been cutting my hair as well. I've been cutting my fringe, which I wouldn't usually do. Yeah. What else do we um, Mary has said, she's WhatsApped in, uh, 0876797104. My God, Mary, you can't beat letting out a few raspers when you're all alone. <laughs> oh, for God's sake. Uh, just the way you say it. <laughs> Because oh, when you said that, Mary, I can see you lifting the left leg and just letting rip. Just going, here, look, good luck, see you, bye. Thank you very much. Yeah. Oh, God. Listen, I'd let us know. The, I'd say the things that go on. <laughs> we don't want to know. We don't want to know. I know. Listen, let us know the weird things that you're doing when you're at home all alone and no one's looking and the curtains are closed and no one can hear what you're doing. Let us know. 87 Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? 
Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. And if you have a lot of mailing to do, stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. It streamlines your processes to make your business more efficient, which makes you less busy. Mail checks, invoices, legal documents, and everything you need to keep your business running with Stamps.com. Seamlessly connect with every major marketplace and shopping cart. Schedule package pickups and see your cheapest and fastest shipping options from different carriers. With rates up to 89% off USPS and UPS rates. And with the Stamps.com mobile app, you can take care of mailing and shipping wherever you are. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Sign up with Code Program for a 4-week trial, plus free postage and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's Stamps.com. Code Program.